I think one thing to really think about our morale and keeping things up, our leadership team has been very vocal about taking steps to prevent burnout. It's really lovely to hear leadership do that because it's easy to write articles and say like work-life balance is important. It's another to actually take the steps to create that environment. Other than that, opportunities to be silly and fun. We had our marketing awards yesterday for the team. It was really sweet. And it's just an opportunity to do that positive reinforcement of saying like, hey, these people have done a really great job. We want to highlight everyone that's just absolutely killing it this year. And And to show our gratitude. We also have our leadership sending us videos like with updates and also giving shout outs. They take the time to showcase that they really care about us and that they want us to to know that they're grateful. You hear thank you a lot at HubSpot. You hear I'm grateful a lot at HubSpot. So that's, that's lovely. Welcome to the Internal Marketing Podcast, the unique podcast series where we flip the marketing conversation from external to internal, exploring all the ways that you can build the brand and drive growth by engaging and empowering company employees to become powerful advocates of the brand. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Stimson, and I'm very happy to be bringing you this episode where we'll be unpacking another great internal marketing case story, as I like to call it, with my featured guest, Christina Garnett. And Christina will be sharing how HubSpot engages its employees through internal marketing activities that help to build its strong brand community. But before we get started, if you're looking for more practical resources and powerful perspectives about leveraging the power of internal marketing, then the Happy Monday Club is the newsletter for you. Every Monday, the team over at Workshop puts together an inspiring and uplifting list of articles from some of the world's best workplaces, along with their latest internal communication templates and the occasional giveaway or surprise. Join over 15,000 communication professionals and sign up at happymondayclub.com. And of course, Workshop is the global sponsor of Season 3 of the Internal Marketing Podcast. Thank you, Workshop. I'm happy to have you on board. So let's jump into this conversation with Christina Garnett. There'll be some great takeaways in this discussion because Christina will be sharing how HubSpot engages their employees through internal marketing to help build its strong brand community. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the Internal Marketing Podcast. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, man, this is going to be a great conversation. First of all, confession. So I am CMO of JMB Group. JMB is a longstanding customer of HubSpot. We love your platform. Oh, I love hearing that. We love our customers. So that's always lovely to hear. We love you guys too. You've been awesome. And so it's even an extra special treat for me to have you here because I'm not of course, speaking with you in my JMB capacity, but it's always great to interact with somebody from HubSpot. But I'm especially also excited, Christina, because this is another one of what I like to call our case story episodes, right? So when we talk about the whole matter of internal marketing and employee advocacy and in this case, building community, I like to have conversations that speak practically about what companies are doing in this area, because I think certainly for our listeners, it's an opportunity for them to hear what other folks are doing, because it could kind of birth some ideas for them and what they're doing in their companies. So I'm super excited. I know it's going to be a great conversation. HubSpot is already a great brand with a great story and journey to share. So we're going to jump right into it. But 
I have an international audience of listeners as part of the Journal Marketing Podcast Tribe. So at last count, we're listened to in about 17 countries across the world. So I'm not going to assume as great as HubSpot is, I'm not going to assume that everybody knows who HubSpot is and what you do. So as my usual first level setting question, I'd love to hear if you could share with us who is HubSpot and what do you guys do? Absolutely. So HubSpot, we have a CRM and our charge is to work with businesses around the world to help them grow better. You might be using us on Marketing Hub, Sales Hub, you might have the full suite, but in whatever capacity you are, we love working with our customers across the across the world. Well, wonderful. And I'm sure as a customer, I know we love you and I'm sure your customers, your other customers love you too. So of course, again, this is the Internal Marketing Podcast and in an internal marketing conversation, We really are trying to get closer to the heart of understanding why and how brands should be engaging their employees in the brand itself, the why, the purpose, the mission, the vision, even the products and services, right? Because we recognize that however it is we want to land on our customers externally, we have to first do the work on the inside first or else that those dots won't connect and the customers will pick it up in a heartbeat, right? So I'd love to kind of also get an understanding of, from HubSpot's perspective, what does that internal engagement of employees look like? So from, I guess, the day that you come on board as a new team member to right through your journey with the company, what does that internal engagement look like? And why did HubSpot even think that was important anyway? If you could share those kind of insights and stories with us, it would be great. Absolutely. So I think it really starts off with training. When you're onboarded and you're going to go through traditional training, they don't make assumptions about your knowledge. Some people come in having a wide range of information and knowledge about HubSpot. Some people are brand new and have never used the product. They start by having the cohort that you're in and you're going to naturally already have people who are not necessarily in marketing, which I think is a really great way to get started. Because if you were to onboard and you immediately are only segregated by your department, you're essentially creating a silo from the very beginning and HubSpot doesn't do that. So in your cohort, you're going to have other people from sales. You're going to have some from customer success. You're going to have some from HR and marketing and things like that. And I think that's a really strong step in the very beginning to to really kind of get this team focus of we're all in this together. We're all making sure that people have a general foundation of what we do and how we take care of people. I think that's incredibly important and sets a good standard for how we're going to be working together. We also have regular quarterly meetings where people are able to get together to find out updates about the company and what's going on. Our Slack channels are are incredibly active and there's Slack channels for literally everything. There's even a Ted Lasso Slack channel for fans who just want to kind of connect and talk to each other. It's lovely. I think that that kind of gets to the heart of the matter in marketing, especially for companies as they get bigger. That tends to be the one drawback is silos kind of self-form, even if that's not the intended expectation. And so I find that finding opportunities and really over-communicating to the point where there is this understanding that some of us might have work that's overlapping Taking the time to find those out really helps eliminate those silos and is a preventative measure so those silos don't don't create and then essentially create duplicated labor, misinformation. It really tends to slow, if not clog your work. And so one of the things that HubSpot does is really trying to, to make sure that we're working together. A really great example is some of the campaigns that we work on. 
And we collectively get together from multiple teams, multiple like micro teams within marketing to see like based off of everyone's program ownership, how can we collectively work together for campaigns? So it's, it's specifically coming from a mindset of it takes a lot of cooks. We got to make sure all the cooks are in the same room so they can talk to each other and help each other distribute and create and then launch. Great. That's wonderful to hear. So I appreciate you sharing that mindset, Christina. Could you perhaps say, just as a deeper understanding of the company, would this mindset have been birthed out of maybe the founders and the values that they had subscribed to? Or something else maybe that was just part of that eureka moment when the leadership realized that, hey, if we want to be serious about this, this is how we should go. I mean, what was kind of that catalyst that caused that mindset to kind of give birth and come forth? I'm not really sure, but I will say that there's something that Brian and Dharmesh have both, Brian Halligan and Dharmesh Shah, our our founder and co-founders, they have this idea of be a learn-it-all, not a know-it-all. And I find that that really, really is a strong connection to this kind of mindset that we can collectively do more than if we're just single-handedly trying to just get it across the finish line by ourselves. And so I think as companies grow, the ability to be humble and understand that the final result and it being done correctly and well is end game. That's goal. And so ownership is great, but it is not the totality of what success is deemed as. So understanding that we can all learn from each other, no one has all the answers, and together we can actually create something that's really thoughtful and helpful for our, for our customers. I think that really is at the root of what we do. The culture at HubSpot's incredibly helpful to the fact that it really is about the people. If you need help and you ask for help, there's going to be someone that raises their hand that will kind of direct you in the ways that they need. I would say that my colleagues are probably some of the brightest people I've ever worked with, but they're also the most helpful. They want to help. I've worked for tons of companies where like help was never coming. And it's, it's just not the case at HubSpot. So I think that learn it all, not know it all aspect is really, I don't know if it's necessarily the, the catalyst, but I find that that's a really strong root in the way that we all treat each other and the way that we work towards these common goals. Totally understood. And I'm curious to know now, because I'm sure it's a question on our listeners' minds, is like, take us through, I guess, the work journey at a HubSpot. I mean, tactically or practically, what do those kinds of internal employee engagements look like? What are some of the things that HubSpot does to really drive those engagements practically? I would say transparency is huge. Instead of just being told to do something or this is on the roadmap, there is a very clear understanding of why we are taking something and it's rooted in something. If there's a feature, it's because that feature has been requested or it's the natural evolution of that product. Or if we're doing a new campaign, there's always the understanding of this makes sense given the content that we've already created. We really, if you look at the content that's being that's coming out and the feature updates and the product updates, you should see a cohesive string, which is this is all for the good of the customer. These are things that the customers have requested, or these are things that would naturally elevate and help those customers grow better based off of like current needs, current use cases. And so that tends to be the North Star for everything that we do understanding that we're not doing things to do things, that there is a clear why and that it's being explained to us from this core part of transparency. I feel like that's such an important thing because that's how you get mission-driven people. I can do whatever you want me to do, but if I understand the why behind it, I'm going to be able to give more of myself. I'll be able to be more passionate 
when I'm getting frustrated, I'll have a route to say like, this is for a reason. This is for such and such. And I think that that's incredibly important, especially when there's a lot of people who work in corporate settings and they feel like they're doing busy work or they feel like their work isn't really leading to anything impactful. And because of that, they feel burned out because they're tired. They're doing a lot of work, but it also feels useless work. That's really the difference. And so having that mission-driven, that customer-focused approach, it really drives our work in a way so that we understand that there is a positive impact based on what we're doing. And so when we talk about how do you, what are some of the specific activities that you're doing for employees, what do those activities look like? I mean, town halls, newsletters, podcasts, practically what's HubSpot doing when it comes to engaging their employees? Yeah, so we do have, we do have department meetings. We have Slack channels where you can get updates based on specific things, whether it's like a global announcement or a culture announcement. And then you also have something that I really like is they take time to do delights. So there's delight Slack channels for different departments so that there's days when you can go in there and someone's done something like really helpful for you or someone just like one of my team members just had an event and it was extremely successful. It's an opportunity to essentially like sprinkle some serotonin in there for them and just give them a little a little pat on the back and be like, hey, delight to so-and-so. They absolutely crushed this event and this happened and such and such. I think that positive reinforcement is incredibly important. And so any of those activities that focus on like clear communication, transparency, and positive reinforcement, and just a mixture of those things together is incredibly helpful to keep employee morale up, make them feel included and that they belong and that their work is being seen and that they're being heard too when it comes to how they bring themselves to work. I would love to know, kind of thinking through what, because first of all, I think HubSpot does community very, very well. And I, I guess my question would then be, what drove HubSpot to kind of see community and advocacy as a key part of building the brand and driving growth? I mean, what are some of those indicators that cause a company to say, hey, this is a direction that we think is going to work for us? Well, community has been very important to HubSpot for years. If Even if you look at like inbound.org, we were growing there. There's this huge component of opportunities to be able to connect with each other. So I feel like a lot of our work has been like the evolution of community and adding more pieces, community of practice, as well as community of product for HubSpot. And so I think that you're seeing over the past few years, this, this growth of activation. We had had HubStars, which was an advocacy program around like 2016 and 2017 that was successful, but really wanted to bring it back and have it hit like new levels and size and gamification and community, but also like trying to find ways that how can we really show our customers that we love them as much as they love us. And so there's gamified, so you can take challenges to earn points and opportunities. They get behind the scenes access for certain things. I created inbound correspondence programs. So they get to go to inbound and share their thoughts from a subject matter expertise perspective. Created this, the after hour show with George B. Thomas, which is like an hour long interview show every night after inbound. Great for people who got to go. Great for people who didn't get to go, but wanted to kind of get like a little TLDR of what's happening. I think that advocacy is important for, for any business. I know like one of the hot button questions that a lot of people ask is like, is this good for any business? The thing is, is that word of mouth touches all businesses of all shapes and sizes from any country. The thing is, is that the word of mouth, the power of the word of mouth is the one thing that isn't a trend. You're always going to have people talking about you, good, bad, and different. You're always going to have someone asking for recommendations and determining that based off of what they hear or what reviews they read online. That's not going anywhere. 
Christina, I'm really very intrigued. I mean, the, first of all, mentioning Inbound, I know Inbound is huge. I mean, great event, by the way. Congrats on that. It's like a must go to for a lot of folks on their marketing calendars. It's wonderful. I'm curious to know when you talk about, again, that whole matter of community and customer advocacy, could you kind of take us back to the early implementation stages? I, what did that look like and what role specifically did your employees play in that? Because yes, I know we're talking a lot about customers and building community with our customers, but I'm sure you perhaps would agree that employees are a key part of that as well. And you, I do, you don't need necessarily see them as two separate things. So take us through the implementation phase and the role that employees play in how you've built out community and advocacy over the years. Yeah, absolutely. In a community, especially when you're talking to customers, they have multiple touch points. They might have someone in the community they talk to, then they have the salesperson, they have their CSM. They have all of these people within the company and there needs to be an understanding of who those people are. I don't get to claim them and be like, this is my person. No one else gets to speak to them. They need to have those other relationships as well. And so in community, it's not about ownership. It's about facilitation. How are you building bridges? Not how are you owning things? How are you building those connections? Having strong opportunities and ways to communicate with other teams, especially if they have a relationship with these people already, is incredibly important. Obviously, having HubSpot as a CRM, we're able to dive in. And if I have a customer who I think would be a great advocate, I can go in and see, here are the employees, here are the other HubSpotters that they talk to, that they connect with. It was the last time they spoke to someone from HubSpot. And so it really creates a good journey map for me that I can see them as a customer through their journey with us. And I know who I need to make sure is is a part of that for them. Because I don't want to have be giving someone an opportunity and their CSM has no idea what's happening, has no idea that they were going to be in a webinar. Those are things that need to be up to date and need to be addressed. And so I think it's really important to have that collaborative nature. It just makes it easier for all of us to work together, knowing that at the end of the day, we want to take care of this person. We want to give them outsized value. We want to make them feel special while we also take care of them as a customer. There really is that delight piece that is essentially a supplement to the work that we're already doing with them. Same thing with the community team. My advocacy work sits and I, I call it like I have a little shack at like the backyard of the community and that's where like my program lives. But because of that, I, I need to make sure that I'm working with the community team. How can we work together, not, not apart? How can we make each other more efficient? Make it so that we're able to drive more impact instead of duplicating labor. If you don't share and you feel like you have to own things, there's going to be overlap. You're going to be duplicating labor, whether you realize it or not. And it's just, why reinvent the wheel when you can work together and see like, oh, you've already talked to that person. I'd love to know more about what they said. Oh, you already have them engaged in a workflow that could have them be a part of this. Great. I'd love to learn more about this. Like, I don't need to create brand new things when we can collaborate and work together and see what's more efficient. And so that's why that internal employee piece is so huge, because you find that by removing these silos, your work is more efficient. You're able to understand your customers better because you each have little pockets of knowledge about this person that you can now share and you can elevate their experience based on things that maybe they've told their CSM that they've worked with for five years, but they just met you. They're not going to tell you that. They don't feel close and trust you enough for that. There's just all of these connection webs that you're able to do. And so having those, having that ability to share and be collaborative at the heart of everything you do, that's what's going to make you accomplish really great things. 
It certainly is. I'd love to get a peek inside maybe like the org structure. So you are offline customer advocacy community. I know that employee advocacy exists somewhere else. Could you kind of say structurally, where does customer advocacy fall relative to employee advocacy? Yeah. So employee advocacy lives on our on our people ops team. I've worked with, when I was at an agency in 2020, I also did work for a company and I assisted them with their LinkedIn social media strategy and they did it for employee advocacy. And they also sat within, they had like dotted line to marketing, but they sat within people ops as well. And then in my role, I sit under marketing. So there's marketing and then the department under marketing is community-led growth. And so I sit within community-led growth under the marketing team. Okay. And people ops is kind of like part of HR then, if yes, I'm HR. understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yes. great. So how do you guys, do you work together at all? I mean, customer advocacy, employee advocacy, do you guys work together at any point or connect or what they do feeds into what you do, vice versa? How does that look? It can. It doesn't necessarily work because a lot of my work is customer focused. And so because theirs is more internal focused, we don't work well, not work well, but we don't work a lot together, but they do work with a lot of departments. So really great example. If you look at HubSpot Life Instagram, they just did a feature on the community team. And so what they do is they highlight for employee advocacy, they highlight a lot of the work that we do. So actually, you'll see if you look at the Instagram and LinkedIn page, you'll be able to see some of the members of our community team. And so they do a really great job of highlighting the individual departments. So you kind of get to see like the different faces and the different departments that make up HubSpot. All righty. And I'd love to know, I'm sure though, it's probably not all roses when it comes to how do we keep our employees engaged in the whole matter of community building? And I'd love to know, how do you guys keep the engagement high? I mean, what what do you have in place that motivates and inspires your employees to really continue to be a part of the community building initiatives that you have? Yeah. I think one thing to think to to really think about our morale and and keeping things up. I know that 2022 has been a tough year for a lot of people in the world. Our leadership team and our people ops team specifically has been very vocal about taking steps to prevent burnout. I've had three different leaders in this this week alone specifically make comments about the holidays coming up and saying, "We want you to rest." We want you to take care of yourself. And when you're off, you're off. Like, I don't want you checking your phone. I don't want you checking Slack. I want you off. I want you resting and spending time with your family. And it's genuine. And so there's a lot of companies that are like, all right, we have this coming out. You're going to be here. Like you get Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off and New Year's Eve. And like, that's it. That isn't the case for us. Like when we're off, we're off. It's been really lovely to see especially with everyone working so hard this year. And I say this not from HubSpot specifically, but like everyone I know, even my, even my friends who work at other companies, everyone's worked really hard this year to accomplish a lot of great things, but we need to rest. It's really lovely to hear leadership do that because it's easy to write articles and say like life, work-life balance is important. It's another to actually take the steps to create that environment and actually like, it's one thing to say you have the culture. It's another to actually take steps. You do have that culture. The fact that they're really stressing that they want people to rest and they want people to enjoy their holiday break and they don't want people to feel like they have to babysit their phones. It's really, it's refreshing. 
And so I would have to say that's that's the number one thing. Other than that, opportunities to be silly and fun. We had our marketing awards yesterday for the team. And so you had different leaders like dressing up and had like their own red carpet kind of thing. It was very Oscars. It was really sweet. And it's just an opportunity to do that positive reinforcement of saying like, hey, these people have done a really great job. We want to highlight everyone that's just absolutely killing it this year and and to show our gratitude. We, we know that everyone's been working really hard. We also have our leadership sending us videos like with updates and also giving shout outs and saying happy holidays. And just there really is this, they take the time to showcase that they really care about us and that they want us to, to know that they're grateful. I've worked for tons of companies that that isn't the case. Like you don't hear thank you. It's just not like you did your job. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You hear thank you a lot at HubSpot. You hear I'm grateful a lot at HubSpot. So that's, that's lovely. It is lovely. And I'm, I know that in the midst of all of this, what you're doing is you're also building an awesome employer brand as well, because you're, you're showing that in as much as you have a great community, people are attracted to that and you'll be able to attract great talent who say, hey, I want to be a part of HubSpot as well. How does HubSpot empower its team members to be advocates of the brand externally because so obviously I I mean confession again I would have come across you on Twitter right so you have a great great following on Twitter and I followed you there and realized that you do work with HubSpot and I've seen other employees of HubSpot being out there and you're not beating us over the head with HubSpot collateral right (laughs) you're not I'm not no right you you're not you're just really honing your own community around what it really feels like a person, more like a personal brand and a company brand. It's just that you happen to work at HubSpot. And what I'm picking up then is it's probably a case where HubSpot seems to be very comfortable with that. And at the same time, when you're building your personal brand, clearly it would feel like, again, that the company brand gets to come along for the ride because Christina is awesome and she works at HubSpot. That must be a great place to work if they allow her to be out there with her personal brand and doing her thing. So I'd just love to know, how does HubSpot empower its team members like you who want to do that? Well, you probably were doing it even before HubSpot, but if there's anybody in HubSpot who say, I want to start building my own personal brand on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever, what's HubSpot's philosophy around that? Do they support that process any at all? At the end of the day, HubSpot treats us like adults. They do offer like if you're if you want to do like speaking gigs and stuff, you can talk to the media team and get like training for that if you'd like. I've had members of my team say that they wanted to do more with like more speaking gigs and personal branding. I was like, happy to chat. If I see any call for speakers and you want me to send it to you, I will. There definitely is this understanding that a personal brand isn't it if you if you really if you really trust your employees, then them having a personal brand, like you said, it's an advantage. They, they are going to share their knowledge across the internet. They're going to do talks. They're going to go to different places, but they're going to be a good ambassador for the, for the brand at large and, and really kind of showcase themselves as a thought leader for that. So you have an expectation of that. That being said, every time I tweet something, I understand that HubSpot is like tacked onto me like a book bag whenever I'm typing something. So if I'm extra sassy, that's reflective of the brand. And that's why drafts exist. There's some things you like, you type it out and you're like, I just have to say this. And you're like, but this can't see the light of day. This doesn't get seen by the people. <laughs> but it's just like with anything else. I mean, if whether you have a personal brand or not, everyone has the opportunity to do something incorrect or say something badly. And whether they are a known face or an established brand or not, 
there's a lot of people going out there who will who will go out there and they could lose their job because of that. So it's that that's still a looming issue regardless. But HubSpot treats us like adults and they understand that we we work in marketing. Like I know how social works. I know if I put something out there that it has the potential to go viral in, in a good way or a bad way. So all those things are definitely true, but they are incredibly supportive about it. I got to go to Can earlier this year to to speak and that was a lovely that was a lovely experience and then got to write about it in ad week afterwards and everyone from the team was lovely and my team was really happy for me and so just things like that i think it all i think it all comes down to with most things when it comes to employee advocacy if you you, you have to trust them you have to trust the people you hired and that needs to be at the foundation of everything you do and if you have that foundation there's a lot of things that you'll get to go on from there i mean we're seeing companies trying to make people go back to work and go, you have to be in the office. And you're like, past two and a half years, we've proven that we can do just as well, if not better, without going into the office. So I know it's not productivity, but it comes down to that trust element. And so that's the other thing about HubSpot too, is they've made it very clear, like, no, we we are hybrid. We are all hands on deck when it comes to that. Like we are we are continuing to do that. And I think that has a lot to do with they trust the people that they hire. And, and in return... We appreciate that. We appreciate being treated like adults and knowing that if we want to talk and do a podcast or we want to talk and do a presentation, there's a lot of people at HubSpot that have incredible personal brands. Kyle Jepsen, absolutely amazing. He is beloved and with good reason. Dan Tyre, absolutely amazing. We have podcasts. We have Marketing Against the Grain with, with Kip and Kieran. So, I mean, we have some amazing people that are on staff. And so it's only a benefit. Sounds great. In an age where there are a lot of companies still struggling with, do we allow, quote unquote, our employees to build their personal brands? It's refreshing to see a company who is empowering its team. Christina, can you say if if HubSpot, do they do anything in particular to kind of mitigate those risks? So do you have like a social media policy that you guys have to kind of sign to? I mean, how do how do they manage those risks? Or it's just like, it's just pure trust. I haven't signed anything. I haven't signed any social media things, but I also work with the social media team all the time because I do a lot of social listening. So you do have to go through like a training if you want to do like speaking gigs and things. And it's just traditional like public versus private sort of deals. But no, no. Okay, gotcha on that. Well, Christina, you've been really sharing some wonderful nuggets with us. And uh, my penultimate question typically is what's the final nugget. So of all the great things you would have shared today about how HubSpot has been doing such an awesome job with its team of building out customer advocacy and community in a way that really benefits the brand. What's the key takeaway you'd like our listeners to come away with today, having listened to everything you would have shared? Whether it's community, whether it's employee advocacy or customer advocacy, it's all relationships. It's all about how you treat people. Just like that. Simple and easy. It's just how you treat people. Here, here. Christina, again, it's been so wonderful. And I would love to know, how can we, the internal marketing tribe, support you? There's a couple things. So you can join, you can follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, however you like to connect. If you want to be a part of marketing Twitter and want to introduce yourself to our, to our bigger community, you can respond to my pinned tweet on Twitter. Or we also have the marketing Twitter LinkedIn group that you can join. Feel free to introduce yourself. But other than that, just say hi. Absolutely. I recommend you do say hi to Christina. She does give awesome, valuable content and really passionate, clearly about community. Obviously, not just for HubSpot, but for herself as well. So feel free to give her a follow on LinkedIn or Twitter. And yeah. 
let's continue the conversation. I, I really find that community is getting, finally, I think, the broader focus and attention that it deserves. As more brands like HubSpot continue to shine and show the power of community and other brands are now clearly logging on to the idea of it as we move into recognizing how brands can be so much stronger and bigger and better by leaning into advocacy, both on the customer and employee side, and of course, building that community right around, which is internal and external all at the same time. Christina, thank you so much again for your time. Much appreciate your insights and wishing you all the very best in everything that you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish you the same. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Internal Marketing Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this conversation. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, then please join the tribe. And don't forget, feel free to share this podcast with anyone whom you believe will find it valuable as well. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Stimson, and I look forward to your joining me next time.